just amazes me. And I got short of breath over in a prison for Mike Barber. Never did have any pain. I could kind of feel that my heart rate was up high. So I got checked. And they said, well, you need a pacemaker. And I said, well, Lord, I'll just get that pacemaker by faith. He said, no. Now, he used an aviation term with me. He said, you're too far behind the power curve. He said, take the pacemaker by faith. So sometimes listening to heresy and heretics, it, it, uh, it actually physically sends me. Psychologically, it just grates on me. And from time to time, I, I hear something that just makes me so angry that the only thing I can do is like pack up my camera, get out in here in the country. I'm out in Minnesota right now. We're in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota near uh, Chirac, Minnesota. But the thing that made me so angry after what I heard in preparing this episode of Fighting for the Faith is that one of the people I serve in the church as their pastor has a dead relative. And the, the woman is dead because she listened to Kenneth Copeland and she bought into the whole word of faith heresy. She was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. And rather than get treatment, she decided that she was going to reach out and stretch out her faith and, and overcome her cancer through her faith-filled words. And by the time she decided that she needed to go ahead and get treatment, it was already too late and she's dead because of it. The word of faith heresy kills people. And then to hear that Ken Copeland has a pacemaker, that shows the sheer hypocrisy and evil of this man. He doesn't even believe the theology that he's spewing, that he's made billions of dollars on. And so the only thing I could do was come out here and clear my head. And then you know, I'll head back into the studio and we'll, we'll take a closer look at what he said. But um, yeah, this, was, this is an episode that kind of really got me and got me in a way that I needed to get out and vent a little bit. So hopefully you understand. All right, let's talk about this video, the one that got me all upset. And we'll talk about why it get, gets me upset. Uh, in fact, we're going to go back in time. Let, let me do this. Let me whirl up the desktop 
And uh, that, that's a photo I recently took while out in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. And um, let's pull up the web browser. And if you were to do a Google search and you were to search for Ken Copeland, by his stripes, you are healed, then the, a whole lot of videos would come up. And we're just going to sample a few of these because I want you to see historically what this man has taught. And when I say that the word of faith heresy kills people, this is not hyperbole. This is literally the truth. Not only does it kill them, it robs them of their money as well. Because Ken Copeland has made billions of dollars, billions with a B, telling people that it's God's will to heal and they just need to, to speak their faith-filled words and, and call into existence and blab and grab and all that kind of stuff. He's made a career out of doing it. And this is a man who has exploited people with false words. So... Let's take a look at one of them. And in this particular video, uh, we're going to look at Ken Copeland and his wife, Gloria. And the, the name of this, the, the video is called Keep Speaking Healing No Matter What. Keep Speaking Healing No Matter What. And, you know, so how long? This is from three years ago. Three years ago. Let's, let's see what the two of them have to say. She's building faith. She has kept saying, and she kept saying, and she kept that, saying. That works for us, too. Oh, yes, ma'am. Keep saying. Don't start saying unbelief. Don't quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it. I receive my healing right now. I receive my it's healing mine right, right now. now. Immediately. Yeah. I receive my healing right now. And then make your check payable to Ken Copeland. Right. I, I take it now. I take it now. It's mine now. I take my healing. It's mine now. This is all the word of faith heresy. Nowhere in scripture are we told that we can take our healing by speaking faith-filled words. This is, this is a complete non-existent doctrine. It, you know, he's completely made this up by ripping verses from their context and then juxtaposing them together to make it appear like it's always God's will to heal. And Thank you, Lord. And just say it and say it and say it. Yeah. Don't, don't quit. She came in the press behind. Yeah, so just keep saying, keep saying, keep saying, keep saying. Here, here's another one. Uh, Ken Copeland, uh, uh, not that long ago, was in Fargo, North Dakota. And uh, as part of his kind of standard stump speech when he's out traveling around the country peddling his uh, false doctrine, um, he tells the story of one of his daughters, Kelly Copeland, uh, when she was either a junior or senior in high school, and she had the flu, and she didn't get she didn't get meds, she didn't get Advil or Tylenol or Theraflu or or Nyquil or Dayquil. No, they did, they didn't give that kind of stuff to their own daughter. I want you to hear instead what Ken Copeland would do when his daughter Kelly got sick. So Kelly came home from school one day. She said, Daddy, I've had the flu symptoms all day. She didn't say I'm sick. She said, I have had the flu symptoms all day. And this came out of my spirit, and we as a family have said it ever since. I said, Kelly, you are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed, and the devil's trying to take your health away from you. What? on earth. This doesn't even remotely jive with scripture. Let, let me explain what I mean here. You'll know what I'm still a little upset. 
So we're going to take a look at a few passages of scripture, not that many, but you'll kind of get the idea. If this was really a true biblical doctrine, it would be laid out clearly in scripture, and it's not. This is laid out via proof texting. It's taking verses out of context and then stringing them together. But I would note this. The Apostle Paul, this is a guy who could legitimately operate in the signs of the Apostles. No, no kidding. He could, he could heal people, and he was even known to raise somebody from the dead. Now, granted, the guy who died, died because Paul droned on in one of his sermons. It went on for hours and hours, and the guy was sitting in a window, fell asleep, and then fell to his death. The Apostle Paul raised him from the dead, kind of dusted him off and sent him on his way. But uh, here in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, listen to what the Apostle Paul says. Erastus remained at Corinth. And I left Tromphius, who was ill at Miletus. The Apostle Paul left one of the people in his entourage, Tromphius, left him at Miletus, and he left him there ill. I mean, the Apostle Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ. I mean, why didn't he just rebuke Tromphius for his lack of faith in speaking, rather than acknowledging that he's the, he's the healed and that the devil's trying to make him sick? The reason why Paul didn't rebuke Tromphius is because Christians are not promised in this lifetime that they will not have illness or that they won't die. Next text. Okay, the Apostle Paul, 1 Timothy chapter 5 says this to young Pastor Timothy, No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. Yeah, the Apostle Paul tells young Pastor Timothy, you know, to go ahead and at that time, that was like the, one of the common remedies for dealing with frequent stomach ailments because they didn't understand how uh, waterborne diseases work. They just knew that water could kill you. And so what does Paul say? You have, you have frequent stomach problems. Notice he doesn't say stretch out with your faith-filled words. Just keep speaking faith and speaking healing. Didn't say anything of the sort. He says, take a little wine for the sake of your uh, frequent stomach ailments. But here's the other bit. You'll note that the, uh, the wages of sin is death. Scripture is very clear about this. And you know what has been happening for two millennia? Since the beginning of the church, uh, the Christians have been getting sick and dying. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's so common that you'll note that uh, there's not too many generations that are currently alive right now that are older than your generation. And, uh, and unfortunately, my generation keeps moving, moving to the back of the bus. We're about ready to get pushed off this thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm 54. And, uh, you know, if Jesus tarries much longer, it's not too long before I'm going to finally get that last illness or thing that happens to me. And I'm going to, well, like all the generations before me, I'm going to die. And so are you. And you know what? It has nothing to do with me having a lack of faith. This is just reality because in this lifetime, we are not promised to, you know, that we would not have illness. Instead, if you take a look at Revelation chapter 21, the back of the book, when Jesus comes again and with glory to judge the living and the dead, and he creates a new heaven and a new earth. 
Listen to what it says about what is coming. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away. The sea was no more. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be will will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Now, here's the important thing. Death shall be no more. Estai. That is a future tense verb. In other words, death still exists. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. In the future, there will be no sickness, there will be no death, there will be no suffering, there will be no pain. All of these we have brought upon ourselves by our rebellion against God. The wages of sin is death. And Christ doesn't save us from death, he saves us through it. So each generation, well, the scripture says we're all like grass. We're here today and tomorrow. No, no, we're dried and gone, right? That's the point. So what Ken Copeland has done is made himself insanely, grotesquely rich by lying to people and saying it's always God's will to heal. And if it, well, if, you, if you're not healed, well, then obviously you have unforgiveness in your heart. Or if you're not healed, it's your fault because you didn't have enough faith. This man's a liar and he's a deceiver, and he has ingratiated himself. On who did he ingratiate himself? The sick, the dying, and the poor. God wants you to be healthy and wealthy, and if, you, and if you're struggling financially, send me your money, and God will make you rich. No, he won't. And so you're going to note something here. This man, by what I'm showing you, proves by his actions he doesn't even believe the false doctrine that he's been spewing for decades. And that is sick. And like I said in the intro, I serve a woman who has somebody who's dead in her family because she didn't get treatment because she believed in the word of faith. And she could have easily been cured of her cancer. It was treatable in the early stages. But by the time she decided to do something about it, it was too late and she's dead. How many other people, how many thousands, how many tens of thousands, how much do you want to bet? Hundreds of thousands of people had treatable illnesses and refused treatment because they believed the false words of Ken Copeland and Ken Copeland doesn't even believe him himself. So let's go back to Ken, shall we here? So uh, the devil's trying to take your health away. Let's, 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 let's listen again. Trying to get healed. You are the healed and the devil's trying to take your health away from you. Yeah. Devil's trying to take your health away from you. That's what he said to his daughter when she had the flu. She stood there a moment and I'm sure all of this, this word drill was going through her mind. She said, I'll be back. So she went into her room and closed the door. And by the time supper was ready, she was healed. Really, is that how that works? Now he tells that same story 
over and over again. That's kind of part of his standard stump speech lately. This is from two years ago and him telling that same story, but there's more to it. Listen to where he goes after he tells the story. Kelly D, you are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed and the devil's trying to take your health away from you. She looked at me. She said, um, I'll be right back. She went in her bedroom and uh, by, the, by the time we had supper that night, she was healed. Glory. No symptoms at all. Now, so, that just sounds too easy. No, it is that he, Jesus said, my yoke is easy. And when Jesus said my yoke is easy, he was not saying that he'll, give you, he'll heal you of your illnesses if you just have enough faith. To say that his yoke is easy, Jesus said, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. And what was, what was he highlighting there? The contrast between salvation by grace through faith apart from works, as opposed to the religion of the Pharisees, which was all works righteousness. That's what Jesus was pointing to, not the word of faith. And, you know, and you can speak out your, your faith-filled words and get healed of the flu and COVID and all this kind of stuff. I can't believe anybody takes this man seriously after the buffoonery that we saw in March and April of 2020 in the beginnings of COVID. My yoke is easy. Learn. But he said, learn of me. You have to learn that. Because religion don't know that. And religion says, oh, he's hard. He's hard. He'll put sickness on you. Yeah, God does send pestilence. Read your Bible. Why would he ever want to do that? When he went to hell and suffered. Jesus did not suffer in hell. This is, this is a demonic doctrine. When Jesus was on the cross, his last words to Telestai, it is finished. And then, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus finished and accomplished the work of bleeding and dying for your sins and mine while he was on the cross. He did not go to hell and suffer in hell. This is utter blasphemy. For your sickness. I heard this come out of the mouth of a preacher. I was in the congregation. I, I just had to just sit on my hands to keep him just rebuking him. But it's not my business to do that. He said, God is so great. He'll break your leg just to get to heal it. Yeah. Note the rhetoric here. What's he missing? An actual Bible that teaches this nonsense of his. So fast forward to last year. At the 2022 Southwest Believers Convention, Faith for Prosperity was the name of this particular message delivered by Ken Copeland. Ken Copeland is now, what, 84, 85 years old? He does not have much longer to be on the planet. Not at all. And, um, and the, fact that, the fact is, he has a very serious heart condition. Very serious. So... As he relates the story, we're going to now hear it in context, as he tells us about how this all went down, ask yourself this question. Why didn't Ken Copeland just speak his cardiac healing? Why didn't he just speak it? Hmm? 
So watch what he says. And I got short of breath over in a prison for Mike Barber. Notice he's, he's like, the way he's telling this story is like he's trying to divulge it, but really soften the blow so that people don't see the, sh the sheer hypocrisy of what it is that he's saying. Never did have any pain. I, I could kind of feel that my heart rate was up high. So I got checked. Heart disease is a pretty serious thing. They said, well, you need a pacemaker. His doctor tells him, you need a pacemaker. This is the same guy who, when his daughter had the flu, she, he told her, you are, the he, uh, you are the healed and the devil's trying to make you sick. Rather than allow her to have like standard treatment for cold and flu symptoms, she went off into a room and they had to come back and claim that she was healed that, that night. Yeah, just, just keep that in mind here. So his daughter couldn't even get Tylenol or, or NyQuil or DayQuil or anything like that. But he's, he has a heart condition, a serious one. And rather than, well, continuing to speak his healing, he's going to get a pacemaker. And I said, well, Lord, I'll just get that pacemaker by faith. He said, no. And he used an aviation term with me. He said, you're too far behind the power curve. He said, take the pacemaker by faith. Take the pacemaker by faith. Again, how many tens of thousands, how many hundreds of thousands of people have listened to this man's false messages and have refused basic medical treatment? If you know anybody that is doing this now, send them this video. Because if Ken Copeland can get a pacemaker, they can get the medical treatment that they need. And they need to stop sending him any money at all and stop listening to this man altogether. So I prayed over it. He prayed over it. Why didn't you just, with your faith-filled words, declare your heart to be whole. Hmm? Why didn't you just declare your healing? Why didn't you just blab it and grab it like you've done in the past? So the, then they, the doctor had me on the table. <laughs> and he's laughing because he's getting medical treatment rather than getting a miraculous healing. I, I, aren't you famous for saying by his stripes you were healed? Why don't you just take your healing by faith? Huh? They don't put you completely out. They have to build a pouch for this thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought it was going to be about that big. Well, come to find out it was, but the battery's about that big. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, well, pacemaker, you belong to me now. That so now he talks to his pacemaker. It means you belong to God and you're in a Holy Ghost body. Does, how, how come none of his followers see the blatant hypocrisy here? Why do they not see it? They are deceived and delusional beyond belief. And you're going to work right. Yes. Well, it had a defibrillator in it. <laughs> well, the FAA has had, had history with pacemakers, but not with that defibrillator. A little bit of a note here. In a different video from that same conference, 
Kenneth Copeland talks about the fact that because he has a pacemaker and a defibrillator, he can no longer get the insurance necessary in order for him to fly his own private jets. Yeah, that's right. He can only pl- fly piston aircraft now. Mm-hmm. So th- this is this has made it so that he he can't even pilot his own private jets. It's pretty serious. If the FAA won't even let you do that, you know what I'm saying? Which meant that as the, and then I got on that treadmill and I would lay hands on this thing and bless it. You're mine. You're in my body, and the Holy Ghost is in there with you. Again, you know, I just keep coming back to this particular video. And, you know, from this is just from three years ago. Hey, she has kept saying, and she kept saying, and she kept that, saying. That works for us, too. Oh, yes, ma'am. Keep saying. Don't start saying unbelief. Don't quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it. I receive my healing right now. I receive my it's healing mine right, right now. now. It's mine right now. Why didn't Ken Copeland immediately receive his healing rather than receive a pacemaker? Hmm? And my body's dedicated to Jesus. And go back to all those scriptures. And talking about the prosperity of God. And that he, he built this planet for his family. And he said, all of the gold is mine. And of course, Ken Copeland, you know, he's equal with God, at least in his own theological delusions. And so all the gold is his, too. He has billions of it, you know. And I give it to you. What is man, the angel said, that you visit him? What is man? that you visit him. And right now, this is just, this is a smokescreen. He'll get back to the actual story of what happens in the aftermath of him getting a pacemaker. That other bunch that was here before, I can prove it to you from the Bible. And uh, the whole, the whole dinosaur group went down. Uh, What on earth is he talking about? And we're against those now disembodied spirits. So, no, I said that to say this. <laughs> that was funny because they didn't put me all the way out. Let me back this up again from there, from just a few years ago. Keep saying. Don't start saying unbelief. Don't quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it. I received my healing. Right now. I receive my It's mine right now. Right now. Immediately. Yes. I I take it now. Take it now. It's mine now. Yeah, but um, why didn't he take his healing then? I I, I don't understand. You know why? Because he knows that the theology he's spewing is the concoction of his own greedy black heart. That's why. And this lady came in there and said, Mr. Copeland, do you snore? I said, how would I know? I'm asleep. <laughs> I said, no. I said, Gloria says I don't snore. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, no problem here. And that doctor was doing this thing through a magnified x-ray thing. He shouldn't have been doing it at all. You're supposed to claim your healing with your words, sir. 
That's what you've been preaching for decades. And he's building that pouch for this thing. And I thought this thing bigger than I thought it was. And he heard a little, he said, oh, Mr. Copeland, did it hurt you? I said, yeah, you did. <laughs> and he said, okay, okay. I said, that's okay. <laughs> We're talking back and forth while he's building this thing. I'm laying there on my back like this. <laughs> Came out of it laughing. Bless the Lord. I get this thing. I got this little machine in me. Yeah. I have a little machine. So. Yeah, that's called a medical treatment, which is something you haven't been preaching that Christians can do. I receive my healing right now. I receive my It's mine right now. Right now. Immediately. Yes. Right. I, I take it now. I take it now. It's mine now. Mm-hmm. Anyone seeing the hypocrisy here? Oh, to my heart. Mm -hmm. I thought, how cool is that? <laughs> now I got to get back on that treadmill. And so I think you get the point. If you have been following Ken Copeland and you have not been getting the medical treatments you need for whatever illness you are suffering from, you have permission to do so. Just abandon this man altogether and go and get the help you need. And don't, do not send this man a single penny of your money. He is a wolf and a charlatan and a heretic and a greedy, greedy, greedy man at that. And we now know based upon his actions, he doesn't even believe the theology that he's been preaching for decades, that he has made himself egregiously wealthy on. Nope, he doesn't believe it at all. Because if he did, he would have declared his healing rather than taking a pacemaker. And that is proof positive. This man has always been and continues to be a charlatan, a heretic, and a wolf. Mark and avoid. He will take your money, and because he's a false teacher with a false gospel, he will also land your soul in hell. If you want true healing, the healing that's promised when Jesus returns and establishes his kingdom on the earth, where there will be no sickness or disease, then repent of your sins. Jesus has bled and died for the sins of the whole world, your, yours and mine. God has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. And Jesus is the one who heals us in the end, after he raises us from the dead. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, you, all the information on how you can share this video is down below. Please share it with anybody who is who is refusing treatment because they're doing their faith-filled th words thing. And you'll and you'll note that after they see this, if Ken Copeland can get a pacemaker, they can get the medical treatment they need, and they need to stop listening to Ken Copeland. Till next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ, his vicarious death on the cross, for all of your sins. Amen.